women, hear them pour. It's the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on WYLK. A lovely holiday weekend, but I kind of forget that it's a holiday weekend all the time because, you know, when the mind doesn't shut off, do you technically ever stop working? Mm, no. Yeah, it's no. kind of mm. it's kind of where I'm at right now. So, but uh, yeah, it's a holiday weekend. If you're into that uh, Labor Day weekend, so it's perfect time to enjoy some good beer. And uh, you know, we've had a lot of great breweries on the show in the time we've been doing this. And uh, today, it's a really great and humbling even kind of thing to have because this is a brewery that is extremely sought after, uh, very tough to get. You know, we'll talk to them about why, what's going on. It's it's a really great brewery, and they have a stellar reputation that completely holds up, and that's why. I think that they're just continuing to grow, but we have Dean Rowan from Treehouse Brewing Company in Munson, Massachusetts, another fantastic area of Massachusetts whose name is not said the way it's spelled. <laughs> so enjoy that one. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of great beer from them to work through, and we're talking to Dean coming up about a lot of things within that brewery. So another good time, but uh, let's get into some news, and this is kind of a little particular to those listening up in the Massachusetts area. Uh, there's been some murmurs now for a while. You've heard some uh, large breweries make complaints, some smaller crap breweries make complaints about some basic bribery charges that have been going on from distributors towards bars. Uh, and if you are unaware of that, that is illegal. And um, it kind of harkens back to the old days of payola and radio, if you remember those things. That was something that was struck down. Basically, it's just kind of you know slipping a little one, two under the bar to keep certain things on draft or keep more stock of certain things or push certain things that maybe you are distributing as a distributor. And uh, some people got caught. So it's going to be interesting to fall out from this because, as I said, this has been something people have been murmuring about for a while. Now, this is within the Boston region, um, and it's one of the larger breweries in that region. I'm not going to, I don't want to name names and stuff like that. I mean, it's online. You want to read about it, but that's nuts. I don't want to throw mud and get sued for slander. <laughs> it's one of those dirty, it's not a secret, really. It's no. just, it's been out forever. Yeah. It happens almost in every industry. That's, that's where, you know, the craft brewing industry has this. Uh, sheen to it, I guess, to a lot of people. It's just this wonderful, beautiful thing. It's like kumbaya. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the dirty things that go on, and I'm not trying to bash anybody, but the dirty business things go on, it's the distributor part of it. That's where it a lot of that falls. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's got to fall somewhere. I mean, business is business. you got to be realistic about that. And uh, people don't succeed by just being super nice to everybody. <laughs> well, it's it's just like any, any business or, yeah. or any product. You have the creator of the product loves that product. You have the consumer loves that product. Then there's the middle, which is... The people that are really making their living and their money on it that don't have yeah. the passion yeah, that's they're, not tied they're into They're not it. creating it's, or consuming. It's line items. Yep. And, and that, that's what's going to happen is you're going to have that cold uh, just distance from those two things. Yeah. It's going to lead to some things happening. So it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, this is definitely not unique to that area. So we'll see where this goes if this starts to, to lead into other things to happen. And uh, also in the Massachusetts region, now this is a brewery that I mentioned when I called in from BCTC. And uh, our good friend George, who unfortunately is not here this week. Uh, you know, he has family things to attend to, and it's kind of a bummer because this is George's love of brewery. He <laughs> loves everyone. Thing, but, but this Hi, George. And, <laughs> and uh, but Captain Lawrence just announced that they're going to be now distributed in Massachusetts, which is a phenomenal brewery. Uh, George and I had gone up there a couple weeks ago, and uh, we're going to make our trek back up there. We're going to get them on the show eventually. I just got to get stuff together. It's fun booking. <laughs> it's just so much to try to cram together. And uh, another thing on distribution. We want to welcome New Belgium into our area. New Belgium now is in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's a brewery that has a huge following. And they also, on the backing of this, because why sit idly by? They announced they're going to be now in Hawaii starting next year, which will be their 40th state. So that's incredible growth when you consider, I think it was like 2006, they were in about 16 states, somewhere around that. And going in 2016, they're going to be in 40. And that's just the beginning of the year, so they'll probably have another one tacked on the end. So that's large growth. Yeah. Very fast, large growth. Um, now, some new beers. Uh, Avery announced they have their Raja double IPA. Not Maharaja. Raja. Uh, it's going to be debuting a GABF. It's another double IPA in cans. Uh, Oma Gang announced they are re-releasing some of their Game of Thrones beers that sell out so quick because once you tap into nerd culture, 
You got them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, they tapped in. So what they're doing is they have uh, Iron Throne and Take the Black Stout. It's going to be in a gift set with some glassware that'll be out probably just in time for Christmas. That Avery uh, is in caves. Is that the, is that the first Avery can? No, they no. had they have their their pills or they've had a yeah, few things the, in the cans. Yeah, the is in okay. White Rascal. They're, they're not, oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 they don't do everything in cans. I think mostly their core brands. I think they've started yeah. really putting on a lot of cans. And uh, finally, Almanac, their pumpkin sour is out. Almanac's a brewery that I absolutely love. Yeah, I remember. I think we had that last year. Yeah, well, no, not, awesome. not the pumpkin sour. What we had, this is the bummer part of it, is last year they had a pumpkin sour and what we had, their heirloom pumpkin barley oh, yeah, one. yeah, that's right. They aren't doing that this year. Oh, no. Because the, the confusion of the two. But if you can find a bottle of that from Almanac, grab it because I'm sure it held up well. And it is, even if you say you don't like pumpkin beers, it is one of the best you will ever have it is a phenomenal yeah, I remember phenomenal the, yeah i mean that's a year ago and i i mean think about all the beers that we yeah, consumed during the year and i remember that beer <laughs> i don't remember what i did this morning but yeah. i remember that beer. <laughs> and that's it's not a i mean there is pumpkin in it but it's it's a barley wine with pumpkin spice and pumpkin yeah in it's it, so a it's, blend it, and, and there's a there's a lot in that one that it was a. Uh, it was a lot more than just saying, "Oh, it's a pumpkin yeah, beer." It, above it was, and beyond, yeah. And it was it was a big boy too. I mean, it was it was kind of a bummer. I found that I was like, "Oh, really?" Because I'm, I'm looking forward. But they do have on top of that, they put out a citrus sour, which is supposed to be absolutely incredible. But sounds good. Well, you know, and we'll get them on eventually too. It's not what we've been trying to get schedules coordinated for. But speaking of all of that stuff, who cares? We have brewery on today. We yeah. have Treehouse Brewing, and we are enjoying the first beer from them. We have their Eureka. I love this beer. <laughs> I love the whole line. This is one of their beers. They actually sit and they um, experiment or do different hop profiles yeah. for it. So I had their uh, Citra not too long ago. This is their Nelson version of it. And it is, I wish I could have this from coming out of my faucet. Um, that would be nice. But yeah. um, like that video I put up with from uh, the New Zealanders. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, awesome. That was good. If you go on our Facebook, you see an awesome video of uh, some New Zealanders rigging a buddy's house and running beer through all their water lines. <laughs> and I don't awesome. know what beer they used, but it looked good. Like if yeah. you actually looked the beer, it looked nice. Yeah, if you, if you just look for uh, Beer Geeks Radio Hour on Facebook, you could find that on there. There's a, a ton of stuff I put on there, but that was one of the videos this week. Uh, but their Eureka, this is a blonde ale. As Matt was saying, they experiment with this one, which is a really cool thing. Uh, they use different hops each time. Now, we had, before we had Citra, George actually brought that back from us. Is that, is that what was in the cans was yeah, Citra? Yeah, we had the Citra, okay. and uh, which was just great. And now what this one is with the Nelson Savine hop, and, and this is a, a, a hop that a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are moving towards the Australian and the New Zealand hops. That's kind of the new go-to. Everyone loves those hops because they have these weird different, I shouldn't say weird, but different flavor profiles than we are used to. A lot more tropical. The Nelson's really neat because it actually has kind of like white wine notes to mm -hmm. it. Yeah, that's that a, really it's subtle. like a grapiness with a little yeah. bit of like a my, spiciness too. One of my favorite beers that has Nelson is the Elysian uh, Idiot Savine. Yeah. I mean, that be, or I think it's the Idiot Savine. I or think the, it's the Idiot, yeah, I think that's the one that has that. And then uh, Hummingbird, if you ever had that from Anchor, that is all Nelson. And it's awesome to see what them doing this because, you know, especially they come at this from a homebrew background and really getting into that experimentation of, you know, what are called smash beers, the single malt and single hop. That really shows you what's going on in a hop. If you're if you're a homebrewer and you're trying to really pick apart and get a better understanding of stuff, that's a great thing is to get a single malt base set up and then experiment with different hops and you really can start to pick apart what's going on. I remember one of the first beers I brew was a, an IPA with just Nelson Sabine hops and just really, it, it showcases too because sometimes when you get these beers that have you know, 10 hops thrown into it. While they're delicious, it's so hard to pick apart to know which is giving you which flavors. Mm -hmm. But when you start to do like a single brew with that and then get to really understand what's going on in the hop, it just makes you a better brewer as it's well. Like a single malt scotch. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. same. Yeah. You can really pick apart and know what's going on with that. And it's awesome to see this, like when they come out with the, the Nelson Savine hop, because there's so much within it. It's, it's a fairly complex hop, but it's just a single hop. It's not a blend. Like this is a hop. Because, like, you know, last week uh, when we had DC Brow on, they had the Falconer's Flight was their single hop for on the Wings of Armageddon, but that's actually a blended hop of seven hops. So it's kind of hard to say it's a single hop here. <laughs> yeah, is there any more of this? Um, uh, yeah. yeah, should be some over there. I'm actually, after this, I'm going, I'm doing a brew. Uh, um, um, doing a homebrew with, uh, I never even used it before, Motuka hops. 
It's a so, New Zealand hop, too. Uh, yep. So it's like all these new hops is yeah, they're blowing so out of that area. So I'm super excited to see what it brings. So are they taking, like, U.S., like, rhizomes that you'd find in the U.S. or Europe and then bringing them there and, like, rebranding them? I think them that they're, of- they're really on their own because they had – there's a lot of unique hops in that region that were kind of almost dying off until craft brewers really grabbed onto them. So that that's really what's pushing them to now get a lot of things growing. So I think they're very temperate to that climate, especially if you're going to Australia, that's a very unique climate. That, yeah. So, I mean, I think they're very just to that. I don't, I mean, I'm sure they're crossbreeding now at this point, bringing American hops and crossbreeding into it, but it started on its own. But we uh, now have on the line, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have Dean Rowan from Treehouse Brewing Company, and we're going to be able to talk to him, the man that knows the beer even better than us, and Ooh. really get into this brewery that's absolutely killing it. So, stay tuned. We'll be back here on WILK with the Beer Geeks. For most companies, internet speeds are a game of chance. Like the phone company offering up to internet speeds. Chances are, up to means that speed is not available depending on your location. With Comcast Business, your business's internet connection speed isn't left to chance. That's because the speeds we offer are available across our entire network. No games, no chance. Game over. So call 866-704-8952 and get 25 megabit internet for $69.95 a month. Not up to the speed you pay for, all the speed you pay for. Comcast Business. Built for business. Offer ends September 30th, 2015. Restrictions apply. New business customers only. Two-year contract required. Early termination fees apply. Equipment taxes and fees extra and subject to change. Requires subscription to business voice and TV services. Call for details. The Wings and Wheels Classic Car and Vintage Aircraft Show is on Saturday, September 26th from 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. at Aviation Technologies at the Wilkes-Barre Scranton International Airport. For information or to make a donation to benefit the Corporate Angel Network, visit avpwingsandwheels.com. A fun-filled evening of family entertainment featuring the most beautiful horses in the world is coming to your city. The Gala of the Royal Horses. Saturday, September 12th, 7.30 p.m. Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza. The entire family will delight in these exquisitely trained horses joined by dancers and musicians to create a breathtaking, one-of-a-kind entertainment experience. The Gala of the Royal Horses features a wide array of stunning and talented horses from the four corners of the globe like you've never seen before. It's an exciting evening of entertainment for all ages. The Gala of the Royal Horses. Coming to Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza, Saturday, September 12th at 7.30 p.m. Buy tickets at Ticketmaster.com by phone 800-745-3000 or Arena Box Office. Visit galaoftheroyalhorses.com for more. Jason Aldean and you. Visit my NEPA perks on Facebook and enter for your chance to win two tickets to an incredible experience before the September 10th Jason Aldean show. You'll be there for a private acoustic Jason Aldean performance and sit in on an exclusive question and answer session. Plus, you'll get a VIP parking spot, access to the Crazy Town Lounge before the show, and a specially designed Jason Aldean gift. Go to the My NEPA Perks Facebook page for your chance to win and get ready to meet Jason Aldean. Whiskey for my- Country, we come back with country. Yeah, oh. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be at surprise if Dean hung up. Oh. <laughs> Donnelly just trying to get me to end it right here live on the air. <laughs> it mentions <All> right. beer. <laughs> it does mention beer, but you know. All right, so we are joined now on the phone. We have with us co-founder of Treehouse Brewing Company, we've Dean Rowan. Dean, how are you doing today, bud? Yo yo yo! Hey guys, what's going on? Oh, uh, we are drinking some of your. Extremely delicious beers. I I heard the very end of uh, what you were drinking. I, I I didn't know what it was. I was wondering if it was Eureka. Yes, good guess. We were drinking Eureka. I I didn't catch the uh, the first part of it because they were switching me over when I when I called. But uh, sounded like you were talking about Eureka. That's fun, isn't it? Oh, you were a good guess. That was a good guess. <laughs> so, Dean, as we get into this, I, I kind of want to ask you up front, because, I mean, you guys have become one of the most sought after. You have, you know, the the lines at the brewery, people trying to get stuff is kind of legendary now. Like, did you guys ever expect this when you first started? 
I say it to everybody. I, I, I don't think that Damien and I could have uh, could have guessed or expected that this would happen. And we didn't believe Nate uh, from the very beginning. But, man, uh, I think Nate, our, our head brewer and co-founder and pretty much conceptual leader, he, he just... He just knew that if he brewed the best beer that he could, people would come. So it's a field of dreams uh, logic there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. I can't really. Yeah. So now, when did the brewery actually open? So we were, we were open in it was 2011, 2012, kind of over in Brimfield, which is about six, six miles from where we are right now. Um, the the three of us and, and another partner had um, just started brewing in in the, I mean in Damien's barn on in his yard and and when we got licensed people just started to come in it it didn't stop wow so were, were they like professional did they go was there training behind that or was it just like a love for home brewing. Love for homebrewing. Nate got a homebrewing kit from his now wife, then girlfriend, for Christmas. Wow. And was definitely in love with, with craft beer and first started to be in love with, with wine. He was, he was, you know, a pretty big wine connoisseur, developed a great palate, and started uh, going around to different breweries. Hill Farmstead up in Vermont being one of his favorites. Um, would go to all of their events and, and follow their beer and do things like that and then just started making beer in a homebrew kit that he liked to drink. Wow, that's extremely impressive to, to go that, that quick. I mean, you talk about zero to 60. I mean, that's, like, like, how long, like, being on the inside, how long was that to where you guys started to see it moving the direction that, that things are at now? Uh, weekend one. <laughs> all right, that yeah, was a good. So it, it, it sounds, it sounds, you know, it sounds pompous. It sounds all of that, but honestly, Damien and I said, you know, what's gonna, what, what's gonna make thirty-five people? This is this is our original business plan: is that you know, at least thirty-five people would come out to the brewery and buy our beer because we're brewing in a half-barrel um, system, Sabco Brew Magic. Um, what's going to make 35 people drive out to little podunk Brimfield and buy our beer? And they said, because it's, it's going to be the best beer that they've ever tasted. And the first weekend that we opened, 50 people showed up. Wow. And it wasn't, it wasn't a big opening. We didn't put yeah. signs out. We weren't on the radio. We weren't anywhere. It was just, we opened. 50 people showed up. And then the next weekend, it was 75. And then the next weekend, it was 100. 150, and it just kept going off from weekend to weekend until our neighbors couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just need to ask, like, how how did the, the, the work, it was it just family friends initially, and then it branched off from that? Well, we had been, you know, we had been brewing in the, in the um, barn, just home brewing, and, and Nate, Nate turned us all on to it, really. We're, mm. we're musicians, and we, you know, we did a lot of stuff together, but really the main thing that brought us together was we, we all played music together and uh, Nate was always brewing and a homebrew party and beer was better than anything everybody brought from the stores it was amazing um, so we started brewing Damien, Damien's barn drinking beer playing guitar and cooking lobsters you know what you do when you're homebrewing and just a bunch of guys having fun mm-hmm. Well, you know, other people would come over and we'd get some beer and they'd be like, wow, this is great. I think deep down, he always wanted this and this was always what he would He kind of snuck it in on day. This, this was the this was the end goal. Live radio, baby. Gonna love that cellular connection. Um, do you, Are we breaking up, guys? A little bit. It's not that big of a deal. I was just cracking some jokes. Um, <laughs> you, um, how how has your beer changed since then? Like, do, do you guys are constantly evolving your recipes, or do you brew something you dial it in and then like from the beginning since you were home brewing, has it changed, or do you're actually you know constantly tweaking? Be able to one hundred. Um, 
but uh, let's clarify this. I am not a brewer. <laughs> I am one of the co-founders. I was we started home brewing with me, and Damien and I were not brewers when we started, and he just kind of brought us along and told us what he knew. Um, so he's constantly tweeting his recipes and making them better. I don't think he'll ever be 100% satisfied with anything he drinks. It's a crazy thing. He tastes to, to be the best thing ever. Uh, be like, Dan, uh, I have to ask if if you're moving, don't move. You're you're cutting in and out. You were perfectly crystal clear up front, and you're starting to cut out a little bit. I don't know if you moved, if you sneezed. <laughs> you can it's, barely hear you now. It's, it's fickle. All right, how about how about this? Is this better? That sounds. It bright. sounds better. Beautiful. I feel like we're on a commercial right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here's here's what I'm doing. I am standing perfectly still. Even, paint paint that I'm image. You can put your right arm up in the air, dude. Stand on one foot and rub your head. If, if every once in a while one of you guys would remind me to inhale and exhale, <laughs> we'll be okay. So I mean, like with everything that you guys have, have as the evolution has gone, like I mean, it sounds like you really didn't even have a chance. Like, was there an initial vision for the the brewery as you were getting into it, or was it just kind of always the experimentation side, having that homebrew mind? Yeah, I think the vision for the brewery was always to just brew and make the best beer that we can and get it to people so that they can experience drinking the best beer that we know how to make, and. From there, I think the vision just grew, it, and it and it had its own life. And and if you've seen any of our, you know, pictures on the website or any of that kind of stuff, you see that we have, you know, we've been out in nature. We've got a treehouse on the pro- on the property of the original brewery, um, wood and nature, and that kind of thing is all in our our DNA. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of it evolved into a thing of its own and we just kept making as much beer as we possibly could keeping it as 100% real as we possibly can so that's one of the other things like what's the size of the, the brew house right now that you guys are brewing out of yeah so that's all changed from the days that we were in yeah. Brewfield and now that we are in Munson which Monson, a lot of people call it. <laughs> well, we, already, we already covered that top. I used to live in Boston. I know the uh, the fun pronunciations. I already corrected that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of fun, man. There's so many different ones. There'll be Monsoon and Monson. <laughs> and it's all cool. My name is actually Dean Rowan, or Rohan, if you might, like the writers of. <laughs> but uh, it, it just kind of evolved into this thing that's happening now in Munson um, into our big, beautiful brewery. And our brew house is now 30 barrels. Uh, we have 10, eight. We have eight 60-barrel fermenters wow. um, that we're pouring bubbles into and then some 30 barrels. We still have our five-barrel brew house that we started on, um, actually started making more beer on, um, and we're still brewing some small batches of beer on the five barrel as well. So now with, with the, the demand that you guys have, how often is that equipment running? Is it just basically 24-7 at this point now everything's going? Yeah, it can't, it can't run 24-7 only because we, we literally have one brewer. So you, um, oh, you're going to let him sleep? That's, that's ridiculous. Nate, <laughs> Nate brews the beer, and, and honestly, if I were a better scientist, I would have cloned him a year ago. <laughs> There's still um, time. There's still if, time. If, if I could make five or six of him and just keep him on the platform and keep the beer coming, I would buy a thousand fermenters for him brewing to. Um, but unfortunately, it's just Nate. And Nate, Nate has another brewer that works with him, um, Brendan, who's brewing some really fun beer as well. Um, but the, you know, between the two of them, that, that's it as far as brewers. And one of the other things, you, you guys are very, I mean, it's almost like you don't have a choice that, that everything's always super fresh because I mean, as soon as you make it, it's going out the door. <laughs> but I mean, that's, was that, was that a... a... I've heard it put. It, it, that's exactly true. We don't have a choice. Okay. <laughs> there to be anything else but fresh. And truly, I'll show people around the brewery and I'll say, okay, this is our walking cooler. And depending <laughs> on the day that they're there, it's either 
stuffed to the gills that I can't even open the door, or it's an echo chamber. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. So we work, all, you know, all kinds of hours all week long, every day, Monday through Sunday, to fill the cooler. And then Monday through Wednesday, we're filling that cooler with cans, bottles, whatever, it, you know, kegs, whatever it is we're, we're doing, package-wise. And by Saturday at 6 o'clock, crickets chirp in the cooler. It's, <laughs> it's completely empty. So how much so of... Go ahead, sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, but our ta- we have tap accounts here, we, you know, that we've, that we've acquired through the years, and, and, and there's six of them. It's not like a big distribution or anything yeah. that we do, but there's six of them, and they're loyal, and they're great, they're great beer bars and restaurants that have really good taps. <laughs> we haven't given them a, a keg of beer in at least three months. Wow. That, that I was just going to ask, like, how much of the beer actually makes it out of the brewery? But I think all answer. of it. Well, I, oh, I mean, I should say, makes it out from you guys <laughs> pouring it to people there. Yeah, all of it. But unfortunately, <laughs> all of it is uh, via retail sales here at the brewery. We we haven't wow. been able to, to bring a cake to any of our tap accounts for a long time. Wow, that's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Now, yeah, because there's, there's not a drop left in the cooler to bring. So. Now, you guys, you recently expanded, what, a uh, beginning of the year, correct? Yeah, we just moved into our new facility in February, really started and, producing in February. And then was it a thing like, okay, we're going to expand, we're going to you know do four times as much beer, or ten times as much, sorry, and you're like, okay, finally we'll make enough beer and immediately you're maxed out again? You're, you're taking the words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I say it. I say it all the time, is, is we, we built this, what, what we think is this big, beautiful brewery, because we've been in garages and barns <laughs> since we started, uh, bumping into each other, doing the brewing dance, you know, oh, I, I've got, I've got here's, here's, here's the power boy, okay, okay, I'm, I gotta fly by you. Can, can I... And, and, can I mail you some lottery tickets and you just rub them and then send them back to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I do it as a joke because I know it's all hard work. It's not just luck. But, uh, it, and also you guys hey, are... Don't, start- don't mail them to me. Don't yeah. mail them to me because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm literally... We, we put all our money right back into the brewery right now. I'm still kind of uh, scratching scratching pennies together to make rent. So Well, you're doing an awesome, awesome job at scraping those coins together, man. I'll tell you that <laughs> yeah, much. I'm, I'm uh, dipping the lottery you guys are dipping your um, toes into barreling now, correct? Uh, we do, yeah, we do some barrel stuff. Um, little little program going on, yeah. What's the ATA on that, or are you just kind of fiddling with it as uh, right now? Yeah, I think we're sitting with it. We did, um, we did have some what we call truth. So that was a, that was a fun beer that we did. Um, we had some George Dickel barrels and some Buffalo trace barrels. And we did a big, um, big stout in it. And we had had it since February of, of 2014. And we started to release it a little bit here and there at different events that we'd be at. We're, we're just about out of it. We, we had planned, to do a lottery and bottle it, and and because it was only we only had a barrel and three quarters of beer, um, so we're going to do a lottery and get it to as many customers as we could. And it just turned out that you know we had a couple of events that we had it at. We had our third anniversary party that we that we served it to you know the customers that bought tickets. Um, so there's there's not enough of that left to actually put out in bottles. So to save it for uh, save it for some good times. There you go. So yeah, that ended up being a, a great barrel project. Which, to tell you the truth, that beer is it's outstanding. We had a we had a blast with it, and I don't think anybody that tasted it would, would say it was anything less than than a whole heck of a lot of fun. <laughs> but but uh, we, you know, we have some other stuff in barrels that we you know that we've been kind of holding on to, and, and we'll see what happens with that. Dean, the one thing I want to ask is, as I said before, I, I lived in Alston for a number of years, and like, I got yeah. very familiar with the Massachusetts beer scene that was going on. That was, I mean, this is going back 10 years. And just seeing this boom, basically, it's happened. I, I think it has something to do with me leaving the state. I don't know. But uh, w- what do you see as being behind that? Like, what is this that all these great craft breweries are now cropping up and really working together in, in Massachusetts? Uh, I think that it's, it's, it's this central location. So, 
you know, right around Massachusetts. It's, it's kind of so centrally located, Massachusetts is, that you have, you have Maine above us. We have some great breweries in Maine, you know. Um, Vermont, it, Connecticut, there's some great breweries popping up in Connecticut. I think that we're so centrally located that all of these home brewers and all of these beer enthusiasts have to travel and travel to, to kind of centrally located hubs mm-hmm. to get their beer. And then they just say, well, why don't I, you know, I'm home brewing. Why don't we just go the next step? I think that's what happens with a lot of the people in Massachusetts. Is they're like, well, we don't want to travel six hours, five and a half hours to northern Vermont and, and get the best beer in the world. We want to try to make the best beer in the world. Yeah, I, I remember just seeing that there's a lot of great bottle shops used to be up around that region and just seeing that growth and seeing it trying to start to eke into some of the, you know, I mean, I lived right by uh, Sunset Grill, which is right around the corner for me. So, I mean, that was a great tap house to have. And, and you started to see, like, this clientele start to build up and this following slowly getting there. And then in the past couple of years, it's just really exploded in that region. I mean, New England as a whole, but in Massachusetts, it's interesting to see that just, I mean, it's a small state, so you see all these people cropping up together and just really working wonderful together. It's a neat little community as well. I, I, I'm sure you guys probably know it better than I do, that the, the craft beer community is, is, it's so funny that, you know, being in the, I was in the plumbing industry before I started doing this, and, and there's there's kind of a brotherhood, but I think another plumber would just as soon, you know, punch you as, as, <laughs> as shake hand, get, a, get out of my business. Uh, but... God, it, it's crazy when you when you go and you talk to any of your your friends in the industry, and and uh, almost as far as just giving you a recipe, it's, it's that you know that kind of a community. Yeah, there's a lot more propping up one another instead of uh, knocking each other down and picking their pockets. While they're down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's get into a little bit of beer because we have lights on in our glass. Um, I know you're not like the brewer, but kind of what was you know is is a hop selection. How, how does he go about choosing that? I don't know if he could speak to that. I mean, I know you're not Nate, but like putting these different hops with these different base styles. <laughs> so that is, you, you, you prefaced that question with the exact thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> and I can tell you that Nate, Nate trusts me with a lot more than I can believe he trusts me with <laughs> in this whole operation. I, I pulled generally 99% of the grain bills for our for our beers and 99% of the hops uh, for our beers. They will give me a... And, and honestly, I can't tell you exactly why he decides to do what he does. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if I want to know. Well, it just seems like, as you said, like a lot of people say it, it's very fruity, very juicy. Like it, it just seems like that's kind of the base intent, like to have this really juicy... Like you're biting into, because it has that nice bittering quality as like everything does. It's, you know, the pale ales and the IPAs, but yeah. they, they have that fruit quality. Like you're biting into fresh fruit and it seems like that's a big inspiration without having to add fruit. Exactly. And, and, you know, that is one of his signatures of that, that he can definitely, and he can definitely do a fruit, fruit beer that has no fruit in it. Um, mouthfeel is huge with him. He, he, he really tries to um, make mouthfeel an important thing as well. Well, let's talk to you about something you can talk about now. Uh, when can people visit the brewery? So the brewery, as it stands right now for our retail hours, are, are on Thursdays and Friday nights from 5 to 8 and Saturdays from 11 to 6. Uh, about 13 hours a week. We do open on occasional Wednesdays um, for just just for can sales, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's something that we post on the websites and Facebook and Twitter and those kind of things. What are, what is the important thing that people should remember if they're coming up and they're a newbie that they have not been there? What's something they should remember as they're come up? They're going to come up for a, a growler fill day. So the first. The first thing to to stress is that Massachusetts has a state law that we're not allowed to fill anyone else's growlers. So if you have treehouse growlers, bring them and we will fill them as long as they're clean. Uh, if you don't, we have plenty of growlers here to purchase, be it 750s or two-liter growlers, so you can, you can purchase here. 
if you want to buy growlers. Um, the other thing is keep an eye on the website, keep an eye on our Twitter feed and our Facebook where you can always find what's on tap and if it's kicked. Perfect. That's all. I, I just I know people are going to want to get up there to visit, and uh, I know there is a little bit of things people need to have in mind going up because it's not like just walking into you know because we were in Pennsylvania, which you have a whole different set of issues with. with right, right. Like and patience, you know, right? There, patience. Have patience, there is please. One other, yeah. <laughs> one, of the, one of the other things that I would advise people to um, <laughs> to bear in mind is that we are extremely busy. Uh, our popularity has made us very busy we do as much as we possibly can to make the experience enjoyable for everybody um but with the numbers of people that we have patience is a virtue um <laughs> and and you know you won't stand there and be you know be in a line like a like a lemming doing absolutely <laughs> nothing you know we'll always have music playing and there'll always be somebody walking around doing something there's some kind of entertainment always but uh it, it takes a little bit of patience to to manage it maybe the first time if it's real busy here. But it's all worth it. We will we will definitely attest to that with what we're having here. And uh Dean, we're gonna we're gonna be up at a commercial right now, but I really appreciate you taking the time to give us a call and, and getting these beers down to us. Uh you guys are really killing it. And as much as it's hard work and you're you're sweating yourself to death, uh it's very much paying off and I cannot see it slowing down for you anytime soon, which is good and bad I would say for you. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's all good. We're we're having a blast here. We're working at something that we absolutely love, and uh, hopefully everybody else loves it as yeah. well. The the passion really shines through, and I really appreciate it again, Dean. Thank you so much for talking to us, brother, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, man. Can't wait to hear what you say about the other beers. Oh. Cheers. Cheers. Thank Enjoy you. your weekend. Cheers. Cheers. All right, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. So another... Great interview with a good guy about a great beers. And uh, we have a lot more to get into, which we will finish off after this commercial break when we're back here on the Beer Geeks on WILK. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-735-8360. That's 800-735-8360. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-735-8360. Today's GetMyPerks.com deal of the day is perfect for the four-legged friends in your life. If your cat or dog deserves a day of pampering, check this out. Get two $20 vouchers to Paws, Bob, Poller, and Forty Fort for just $20. That's a $40 value for half price. Efficient, affordable, and accommodating, the Paws, Bob, Poller is run by skilled professionals with over 27 years of experience. Call now and give your pet the spa day they deserve. And still available at GetMyPerks.com, get your tickets to Cork Wine Festival for half price. This is a life-changing message for anyone with sleep apnea who is on the go and tired of dragging around a big, bulky home CPAP device. CPAP.com now offers a portable device that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. For even more freedom, you can add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. It's called the Transcend Mini CPAP, and right now you can try it risk-free for 21 days by calling 1-800-500-0810. Transcend is the world's first portable mini CPAP device. It gives you the freedom to sleep in total comfort anywhere you are. Transcend's smallest and most advanced portable design ever. The mini CPAP is so small and so light, you can fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. Enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. Call CPAP.com now for your 21-day in-home trial. 1-800-500-0810. That's 1-800-500-0810. A little more 
appropriate. A little more appropriate. It's not country. It's yeah. like if you're in a desert island, you get a cracker. It's the best cracker you ever had. It's like, <laughs> it's not country, so it's a great song. <laughs> Perfectly That's summed it. I'm up. playing country the whole rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you have now doomed us to country music. Uh, so we are back and uh, have another phenomenal beer from Treehouse in Our Glasses. Now we have Ma. Yo, Ma. M-A, Ma. Uh, now this is an amber ale, 7.3%, so it's a little higher in ABV than the ones we've been enjoying. Uh, but just, I love a really good amber ale because it has that subtle sweetness. But again, with what he, what Dean was saying, like they really have that great mouthfeel in this and that chewy quality. That's I, I love a good IPA. Like I'm not a big citrus bomb IPA guy because sometimes it can be overdone. And when that dries out too much, it's not as enjoyable. But when you have this kind of quality where I mean, it feels like you're biting into fruit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it has that juicy quality, but still, they all have finished really nicely dry, too. So, I mean, that, that really takes that uh, that skill to know what you're doing to have something like that come out that way, that you can have all those great flavors and still manage the, the juicy quality and a dry finish and a good full mouthfeel. And those are ticking all the right boxes. It's balanced, man. I mean, you're talking about a brewery. They're doing two things. Well, there's more than two things, but two things. Either either you're making great beer or you're doing it right on a business level, and there's usually a balance between those two. Rarely do you see a brewery that nails them, tens mm-hmm. across the board. They're doing it the right way. They're brewing, and you can tell they love it, and they're doing it in-house, and people are coming, and then they're making beers that are absolutely out of this world. Yeah, so. and that, that's the best thing. I mean, like, it really is, it's a passion project, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's what shows through. Like, you, you see some of these breweries that have come around that maybe are, you know, there's a lot of heat on them, if you will, if you want to say it that way, and it's just kind of, they're kind of mulling through the motions you kind of get that feel because once they get to this level of like you know look you're you're going you're running yourself into the ground to keep just to keep up and it's you can easily see how you would lose that passion and that drive because you're just you're yeah, it's how, how you handle success yeah and it's like if you if you keep that in mind of like this is a passion like it's gonna just keep going and it's like it's that old saying of like you, know, you never work a day in your life if you love your job it really kind of comes through, and it, and it does shine through. Like, and, like beer is, for all intents and purposes, an, an art. It's an art form of some kind. Like, maybe some people will disagree with that, but when you get into craft beer, like, there is thought going into it, and it is more artistic. And in any kind of art form, that burnout shows through. Yeah. It, it, whether it's music, whether it's, you know, painting or anything. Like, if someone doesn't have the passion behind it, it, it looks or sounds like crap. <laughs> like, basically is what it is. And in beer, it's going to taste that way. Because yeah. no matter how many times you've done it over and over again, you're replicating. It's still if that if that's not there, that drive's not there to to make sure this tastes as good as the last batch I did of this. It's just not going to be the same. And to have that many people clamoring for your beers and then times ten your production and then not feel any kind of growing yeah. pain, like I'm maxed out again. That pressure of having that behind you, that constant, I have to make, I have to make it, and still produce what you're producing and love it. That's yeah, and them, but it's nice that they're doing it in this way of, yeah. There's a lot of people clamoring to be there. There's there's lines out the door every time they open, but everybody there is super cool about it. Uh, like they they're relaxed. Like they they want to be there and they they enjoy sharing this. Like that's what it seems. It comes across more is they all understand this is a shared experience with people with the people that are coming there. It's not just uh, consumers looking to exchange money for alcohol. Like, it's people that, like, <laughs> care about it and they, they want to have a part of this product. And, like, the, like, we're seeing, like the, the freshness of these beers is incredible. They don't have a choice in <laughs> because it, it's just so fast to turn around. I'm like, you look up anything about this, it's just, like, if you go to visit the brewery, like, they're only open those three days. But when you, whenever you go back, like, it, it's nothing the same is on tap. It's always just constantly rotating of, of what's coming through. And like... They're open 13 hours a week. Yeah. 13. And, they, and, and even yeah. that is, is not enough to... to <laughs> Non, uh, when, um, uh, We're open uh, 13 hours a day. Let me just <laughs> George, um, RIP George, or rest in peace, or memoriam <laughs> to George, who isn't here today. <laughs> well, Steve, Steve's so, here. So George has gone from, from attending a christening <laughs> to being dead uh, within he, a half an hour. He, when he went up there last time, uh, he said they were literally canning the can and putting yeah. it in. That's, that's how... It, how max they are. They were literally canning the can in front of him and putting it in his case while he was and you know what, waiting though, for his case. Y- you don't see anybody grumbling about it. I mean, I'm sure there's there's always... Yeah. I shouldn't say that. There, oh, if you look, I'm on. sure you can. Come on. But it, it's it's seems to be more people are happy that they, they're able to have this, like happy to have this experience. And like, yeah, I know in the craft beer world, 
there's a lot of and I'm on live radio, so I have to really watch what I'm about to say. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of other words I want to throw in. But there's a lot of people that take this stuff for granted and then just kind of like to be negative about it for whatever reason. Whatsoever. Debbie Downers? Yeah, that it's like, oh, I had to wait an hour, blah, blah. Oh boy! Nah. Like you know, it, th- these are things that are, that are worth waiting for. There is time, and there is like we've said, passion put into this. That it's like you know, yeah, you should wait. You should be able to wait a little while to have this because it's something that the way they're doing it is it's it's limited because there's so much demand for it, and they're not being jerks about it. Look, they could probably like if you go on their website, it, their prices aren't outrageous for any of their stuff. Like they're they're very reasonable. They could double, triple those prices. And probably still have the same amount of lines, but they, they care about this and they care about this as a business. It's like a little baby to them. <laughs> but they're just like holding on to it. But uh, anyway, I'm not going to go on that one. Um, but no, this is another phenomenal beer. Like we have, we have mom, we have two more to work through. So I'm going to, you guys talk amongst yourself. I'm going to finish this <laughs> off and get the next one. The, here's, here's my proof is that a lot of times we'll, you know, we have our little glasses and we'll fill it. A lot of times, uh, you know, I'll just chug one and pass it on. But yeah, we're actually finishing actually every single. Yeah, and the, and the, everyone's asking, is there any left in that one? Is there any yeah, left in that one? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the whole um, Field of Dreams reference is actually Terrence pretty. Terrence Mann. Ray. It, beer Ray. It's <laughs> pretty good because if you look at it, it's not like they're really nestled in this big metropolis or anything like that. They're kind of off the beaten path. Yeah. And the whole, you know, build it and they will come, as hokey as it is, is actually true. You produce a good product. Sure enough, Ray, they will come and they will pay $20 <laughs> for your beers. Um, yeah. But if you build a good product and you're an honest person with a good vibe about you, and that's, you can tell, you know what I mean, it's not, you know, there's nothing sinister in the background. It, it, it just, you, you just have to be happy. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, if you want, and as Dean was saying, if you want, we should have said the website up front, uh, treehousebrew.com. You can head over there, and it has, like, what's on tap there and all the, and even some of the information that we talked about during the interview with, like, you know, what to be prepared for when you go up there. Um, but there, there's a lot there, and it, it's definitely worth going up. I know George will be going up there again very soon because he loves the place. Um, but we just cracked open a can of Julius. Now, this is their kind of flagship beer. This is what the, the brewery really, the, the first time I heard of the brewery was based upon the, this beer. That, that so many people were, were discussing it and just all the things around the, I don't want to say hype because to me, hype has become like a negative term, but just the, the, the love of this beer. Uh, it's a 6.8% American IPA. It has just that, that really wonderful, as we've talked about, like that New England hazy kind of IPA look to it. Um, but just, it's, just exploding with, with so many fruit flavors. They're like a very tropical. You get like almost like a mango, yeah. some citrus. But it, again, it's it's like biting into fresh fruit. But it still has that really super unbelievably easy drinking quality of this beer. It is just like this. And this is one you could see just enjoying on a hot summer day be perfect. Dude, this is beer's amazing. Yeah, this is just absolutely incredible. And this is this is the beer that, that I as I said, like I became acclimated for the brewery through this beer, hearing about it, and it, it it's absolutely incredible. I'm sucking on a peach <laughs> peach pit. Yeah. So that's basically what I'm doing. With a little bit of flesh still around it. It's just it it is, you know. It's it's good. I don't even know what to say. I'm gonna cry a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the glass. <laughs> but no, this is Jeff. I mean, it's just great because I love those fruit qualities. That it really does have that. Just it, it really is like you're biting into something. You take a sip. It's like fruit juice explodes onto your palate. Like that's kind of how it comes across as you're drinking this. It, that it's not just thin. It's really you know round mouth feel, full of flavor. But still is definitely IPA, not overly bitter, though. It's perfectly balanced. Like, that's what's interesting to me is, like, you, you definitely know all these flavors are coming from hops, but it's not overly bitter. No. Like, that's what's incredible about that is, like, you know there's a ton of hops thrown into this to get all those flavors, but it's done in a there's way. Not a, there's not, like, it's, it's, it's not bitter at all. No, but you know what? It's still, yeah. if, if someone gave it to me and I was blind, I would still say this is an IPA. But it's just so interesting to get all this kind of flavor profile without being overly bitter. It's just it's actually it's actually impressive how far they could stretch what a what a beer that is made out of hop like a let me say a hoppy beer yeah 
what it can actually be and represent. It's a lot of your IPAs and double IPAs were, you know, for years were over the top uh, filtered. And with them embracing that unfiltered hop profile, you're getting that creaminess um, and, and, and extra flavor from not stripping out that that awesomeness that used to be stripped out back in and the And this day. is probably actually a, a positive for them, too, being unfiltered with the, the turnaround they have to do. Having to unfiltered eliminates yeah. one process that they have to worry about. And it just kind of makes it a little, not, I'm not going to say a lot quicker for them, but still a little bit enough to, that, I mean, I mean, it works. It's, I mean, I don't care what the reason was for doing the unfiltered. It's phenomenal. One of the best ones I've had out of that whole New England IPA, you know, boom that's been going on. This is definitely one of the best ones I've had. So, I mean, if you are a fan of, of that uh, unfiltered New England type IPA, absolutely, you have to try this one. <laughs> Yeah, not enough to like. I'm not saying poo poo. I want to use one of Derek's terms yeah, yeah. on uh, on beers, but there's like there's a lot of like you know whales with no H and L and E and a Z when it comes to IPAs, and you have your Pliny's, you have your Headies, and all that stuff. And and while they're really, I really enjoy them. They're really good beers. This beer, this is my first time having this. I've never had it before. I think this and, is the first time for. Uh, did you have it before, Steve? No, this is no. the first time we we have all. Steve, yeah. Steve is an uh, additional uh, Oh, yeah, Steve's panel pinch hitting from he, George. Uh, apparently, he's mute, but anyway. Um, <laughs> this is... Uh, this is. I think that mic is on, Steve. <laughs> Are you going to say something? <laughs> anyway, um, the um, the hype on this, actually, I believe, was um, didn't live up to... Or it exceeded the hype. Yeah. You know no, what it's I mean? so it, it's unbelievable. All right, so we have cracked open the last one. Now, this is... Now, we're going dark. Uh, we have their double shot. Now, this... Is another one I do variants of. Uh, it's an American Stout, seven point eight percent. Okay, I'm trying to read out my notes here. It's seven point eight percent. Just really, it's they do different variants of it, but this is the latest one. It has Sumatra coffee in, it, which is one of my favorite coffee areas. You have a good Sumatran coffee, um, but I mean, this is just super easy drinking too. It's seven point eight percent. It's great to see a brewery that can do one of the best IPAs out there and then kill it with a stout too, and have that kind of I just love seeing any kind of brewery that can hit the light in the darks and hit them so hard and do it so good. This is probably arguably the best coffee style I've ever had. I must say that. The, the coffee just like kind of yeah. hits you like a 10 ton. You get like heavy chocolate, like some molasses <laughs> you know? almost. Listen, it, I, I could sit here and talk about beer and then Derek can talk. But it, when, when Ed chimes <laughs> in without being asked, you know it's good. You know it's good. This is good. He grabbed the microphone <laughs> without being prodded. <laughs> No, th- this is absolutely incredible. It- it's the right amount of sweetness. Like that's what I love about this. It has the perfect touch of sweetness to it. <laughs> Billy's Billy's building up to this one. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I actually I just want to be quiet until Steve says a word into the microphone. <laughs> say word, Steve. Just say word. Word. Yeah. <laughs> All right, your mother. Everybody is now talk this week. Um, but no, th- this is absolutely killer. Uh, another one. This is one I, I can say. I don't even know if they even have it on on tap now. I mean, they they had Thursday, Friday, and yesterday went, so I don't know what's left. Um, but anything, if you get up to that brewery. It's worth it. Like, you might get up there. You might be intimidated going up and seeing a big line. But believe all of us, it is 100% worth it to get up there and to try any of these beers. It's an experience, and that's what matters. It's a beercation. And, and you're supporting people that really care about this industry, let alone, the, you know, yeah, they care about their own business, but they care about this industry, and then they care about that camaraderie. And, like, everybody that's at the brewery is, is together as a team. They work with each other. And care about each other, and that's what it is. There's a lot of support there for one another, and it shows through in their beers because these are all not one of these. What I even say was, oh, you know, it could use a little. It, no, they nailed every single one of these uniquely in their own way. It's not like it's a textbook yeah. BJCP. Whatever. I would never, yeah, own. I would never say, oh, this somewhat reminds me of nope. fill in the blank. No, nope. these are all on their own, and they're all absolutely incredible. And I think that's great, and that really shines through and speaks to his homebrewing background and ability to, to innovate. But uh, we're, we're right up against the, the end of this now. So let me get next week. We have Hardywood Park Craft Brewery. Hardywood, another absolutely great brewery. We have co-founder Eric McKay joining us next week. So cheers. Cheers. cheers.